We were told that if the Democrats won the Senate, $2,000 checks would be flying out, making it rain all over these United States and helping people who are in desperate need since, well, let's be honest, mostly Democrat governors shut down their economies and cause serious harm to many urban centers. Now, there are Republicans who shut things down as well, and everybody's kind of hurting. So let's just put that to the side for now and say, look, obviously, many of you may uh, wa- who are watching this, you might find yourself on the left. You might not like me. That's OK. What I want to find with you today is some unity over the absurdity of, of what the media is doing right now and what we need to be focusing on and what the Democrats are doing right now. I know it's a little cliche. I have Tim Pool's a Democrat neg- negative video about Democrats. But the Democrats said over and over again that if they won the Senate, everybody would be getting $2,000 checks. Donald Trump said he wanted $2,000 checks, and it was the fault of the Republicans that $2,000 checks didn't actually end up going out. They blocked it weren't going to let it happen. And most people agreed 2000 was the right number. There was one uh, a panel of voters, including Trump supporters and anti-Trump uh, individuals, you know, Biden, I guess Biden supporters, if you call him that. And I think it was Frank Luntz who did this, finding that the overwhelming majority of them agreed we need $2,000 checks, a, a stimulus. Now, of course, there are many progressives saying make it $2,000 a month, but I don't know if that would fly. I think there are people who reasonably realize, who are reasonable, and they realize we can't just mass print money indefinitely. But at least for now, if we have to borrow from ourselves, essentially by printing money, which can cause inflation and instability, at least we're giving it to the people so they can pay their rent, pay their bills, and kind of grease the machine a little bit, keep the economy churning, while for the most part, we're being locked down. Well, as you can see from your screen, I have a tweet here from the Gravel Institute. Of course, I want to bring, you know, I want to focus more on things we agree on and more on, on, on unity. The media doesn't want this. And I got to admit, there are a lot of personalities that don't as well, but I'm willing to acknowledge they attack the Republicans. Well, I don't really like them either, but I'm going to criticize the Democrats. The Gravel Institute tweets $2,000 checks to everyone immediately. Notice the asterisks they put on that sentence. This is a very great tweet from the Gravel Institute. I've been critical of them in the past. The asterisk is not 2000, 1400. That's right. They said 2000. Now they're saying, well, it's supplemental. So it's actually 1400. Now they're announcing it will be means tested, which means far fewer people are going to receive these checks. And they're saying, and then they add after months of letting Republicans waste time and cut down the aid. You know what? It's true. Mitch McConnell and the Republicans are the one who blocked this. Trump said, yes, he called for this. Trump supporters and the left should be in agreement on this one. Here's the problem. While this immediately impacts your life and what you need, what is the media talking about? Marjorie Taylor Greene and Ilhan Omar. And I got to be honest, to an extent, I'm, I'm, I'm to blame a little bit for this. AOC and, you know, Nancy Mace. Drama. Marjorie Taylor Greene gave a speech, uh, you know, in, in, in the House chamber or whatever, talking about how she fell for some conspiracies and stuff. And it was a mistake. And then she criticized the media. And I saw this tweet from Frank Luntz, who, uh, uh, you know, he insulted me in the past, but he said CNN is giving way more coverage to Marjorie Taylor Greene instead of the stimulus package, which will affect way more Americans. That's right, my friends. The culture war is devouring everything. People are becoming so nasty. They're tearing each other apart. We got to stop this. Okay, now I understand Tim Pool makes videos ragging on Democrats, and that's my bias. Bias is legitimate bias, but it was the Democrats who promised promised us this stimulus. Republicans blocked it. I'll say that immediately. Republicans are the one who blocked this. Now I'm absolutely saying get the stimulus out there. Oh, I'm so frustrated by this. There have been so many problems with it. But please, we also need to end the lockdowns. 
This one's on the Democrats. They made these promises. And I think the Trump supporters and the progressives can come together and point the finger and say, yo, get the job done because we agree on this for the most part. Let me read through. Uh, I want to I I show you the story and show you what's actually going to impact your life. Let me, let, me, let me level with you guys. Look at this. We got U.S. politics lives. House to vote to remove Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene from committee roles. I don't care. I think it's stupid. I don't think she should be removed. I think she said dumb things, but this won't affect you. And that's what's frustrating to me. Now, I understand there are serious issues pertaining to the Democrats in reference to critical race theory and things I'll absolutely call out. I did two segments ragging on AOC because she fabricated large portions. Of, I, I think she fabricated her entire story. You can see AOC lied as trending as well. I think it's important to talk about and call these liars. But it does get particularly frustrating when the entire news media is dominated by this drama instead of what you actually need. I know that I would get way more views if I jumped into the fray with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Ilhan Omar and AOC. I'm not going to do it. I mean, I did the AOC segments. Criticize me for that all you'd like. Let's talk about what's going on with what you need to live your life and how we can be unified in this one. Before we get started, however, head over to TimCast.com and become a member today. You guys, you mem- the, the members at TimCast.com are the shield and the safety net for the work that I'm doing. We have bonus members only segments, sometimes full episodes. We have two full episodes, one about proof of life after death claims Netflix exorcisms on the rise and talking about God. It's a very interesting conversation. Even atheists, atheists might enjoy it, even though I don't think anybody there was kind of an atheist. Maybe Ian was there. It's bonus content. You can sign up and, and, and watch these episodes. And in the event that I get banned, because I, I think the machine wants the drama and the tribal war more than they want substantive issues, you will always be able to get content there. So become a member and don't forget subscribe, hit the notification bell, hit that like button. Let me show you this tweet from Frank Luntz. He says, CNN has been covering Marjorie Taylor Greene for hours on end, leaving little airtime for other optics like the COVID stimulus. One of those issues affects a lot more Americans to a lot greater degree. A lot of people just want tribal drama. And I see them jumping on, you know, uh, tweeting about Marjorie Taylor Greene saying she she should be removed. And I'm like, yo, man, People are going to get evicted. We've been very terrified about these mass evictions that have been looming for some time. There's a moratorium on evictions since the co- since the lockdowns, which I've, I've disagreed with basically after the first month when they said 15 days to slow the spread. People have been, well, not paying their mortgages and not paying their rent. A moratorium doesn't save them from eviction. If the moratorium expires, they will then owe all of that money. I even think $2,000 is not enough. Now, I heard something about Mitt Romney suggesting $3,000 per child so families would get way more. But it seems like what's actually going to happen is they're reducing the amount of money you're going to get. And now they're saying most people, or not most, but a lot of people aren't going to get it at all. The first thing I want to show you, though, is from Mass Live. 65% of Americans support $2,000 COVID stimulus, monthly $2,000 COVID stimulus payments, new poll shows. I don't agree with monthly. I do agree $2,000 is not enough at this point. I also need to remind everybody we are borrowing this money from ourselves, which means it's going to have really it's going to be really dangerous for us to print more than this, which it's it's a double edged sword. Essentially, if we do nothing, we collapse. If we only do $2,000, I still think we're going to see serious economic hardship and destruction across this country. I think we need more. Maybe monthly is not the right way of phrasing it. But more than 2000. So maybe if they said $2,000 a month for four months or something, or for two months or three months, 
I'm not a fan of mass printing of money. I think it's going to greatly destabilize the economy and we are going to reap this, this damage in the, in the long run, but it can buy us time so long as we're borrowing from ourselves. Add on top of this, the problem of the omnibus spending package where they start dumping money into overseas projects. And we've got a very dysfunctional government. Here's the story that you need to know. Fewer people may qualify for the $1,400 stimulus payment. Here's why. Don't you love that? We started with Joe Biden saying electing Georgia's Ossoff and Warnock would lead to $2,000 stimulus checks. How's that? How about this one? On January 4th, Biden to Georgia voters elect Ossoff and Warnock get $2,000 stimulus checks. They said it over and over again, but, uh, it's the new plan for $1,400 stimulus checks. That asterisk was correct, Gravel Institute. They're not going to be cutting you a check for $2,000. It's going to be $1,400. Now, previously, I tweeted that the plan was $2,000. When they gave out $600, they said, no, no, we said $2,000, so we're going to increase it $1,400. Many on the left said, you said $2,000 and disregarded. The $1,400 still does go towards a complete $2,000. I do kind of think you could make an argument either way, give them $2,000 or give them nothing. Because I don't know when the $600, the $600 came out, but they did say $2,000 checks. All right, that's not really the problem. The problem is they're lowering the bar once again. The latest version under discussion would send $1,400 payments to individuals earning under $50,000 and $2,800 to married couples earning under $100,000. This is wrong. This is wrong, 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 and I completely disagree with it. They said $2,000 checks for everyone. Now they're saying means tested. You know what this means? I, I, I understand why they want to make sure certain people are not getting the stimulus checks. Somebody who makes a certain amount of money probably doesn't need it. Truth be told, I definitely don't need or want a stimulus check. I know a lot of people who desperately do need it, and I'm glad they received it when they did. $50,000 a year is not a good threshold to limit this. I think they're just, I think, I, look, I'll be honest with you. Donald Trump said he would give $2,000. The Republicans blocked it. It was the stupidest play we have ever seen from any politician anywhere to see Mitch McConnell be like, the American people want the money. You can't have it. Even when Trump was calling for it and most people agreed with it, even showing that that poll I showed 65% want it monthly. Trump supporters agree with the stimulus. They, they support Trump's calls for it. Not, not everybody. But a lot of people, again, recognizing the damage of mass printing of money. Let me explain something to you about $50,000. I'm sure many of you make $50,000, maybe more. And you already understand why it's not fair that you won't get this stimulus. If you made $40,000 a year, you had an apartment or you had a home, you had a mortgage, depending where you live, you have a car payment, your job gets shut down. The economy is restricted because of the pandemic. Blame whoever you want to blame or just say, look, it's a pandemic. I'm going to push aside the fact that I know Democrats are the ones who shut the economy down, but let's, let's stop for a second and just say, okay, fine. There's a natural disaster. And you want to argue about who reacted properly or not. Besides the point, the point is people need support. All right. Democrats have offered up these big packages, but the first package Nancy Pelosi offered up had these weird provisions in it for like getting rid of voter ID. And it seemed like she was trying to just stuff pork and, and other nonsense into these bills. The omnibus spending package ended up sending more money to, to uh, you know, other areas than, than, the, than the actual uh, stimulus package. We, then, we ended up giving a ton of money in foreign, foreign aid instead of actually just giving the money to the American people. It makes no sense that we tax the American people and print and borrow money, but then give 
tons of money away when we need it most. But let's 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 go back. Let's say you make forty thousand dollars a year. You have your you have your rent. When you decided where to live, most people rented to the best of their abilities within their means. So you're making forty k a year. You're paying several hundred dollars in monthly rent. Now you've lost your job. They say, don't worry, we're going to give you a fourteen hundred dollar check. Well, that's not going to save you because you were making way more than that per month before you actually lost your job. Now, you're probably still getting some unemployment benefits, but unemployment is going to come in for the most part lower than your actual actual salary was. So now you're hurting and $1,400 does nothing to offset the year you lost from work. Here's where it gets worse. Let's say you make 50000 and you have living within your means, pay a little bit more in rent than the person who makes 40000 but you said, I've saved up enough money. I can afford this because I make 50K a year. And now they're saying you get nothing. Maybe you got unemployment, but now you get no stimulus. That's not fair. It makes no sense. The Democrats don't want to actually give anybody money. I think they want to save face. But here we go. They're going to now be means testing how much money you actually get instead of just doing the hard stimulus that almost everybody agrees with. And, and, and a lot of people agree with a monthly UBI of some sort. In my honest opinion, I think we are headed towards the UBI route. I really do. I think we are going to have massive multinational corporations just running everything, and they'll give you a little bit of money per month to you know do what you want to do. It seems like we're heading in that direction. But let me read a little bit of this story. They say Biden and Democratic leaders from Washington Post in Congress argue a third round of stimulus checks is necessary to ensure people who have lost their jobs or taken a pay cut still have enough money to buy food, pay rent, and get the medical care they need during a pandemic. But the White House has signaled the president is willing to narrow who gets them, sending checks only to low and moderate income families this time around. The latest proposal Democrats are considering would send $1,400 to those making $50,000 or less and married couples at $100, which is, you know, filing joint. They say individuals with incomes up to 50 k would get the full payment. Head of households earning up to 75 would also qualify. And married couples with earnings up to 100000 would get a $2,800 payment. Similar to the prior rounds of stimulus checks, people who earn slightly above those thresholds would still qualify for a partial payment. About 71% of Americans would get the full benefits, and another 17% would get the partial benefit, according to Kyle Pomerlow, a fellow at the American Enterprise Institute who specializes in tax policy. This is less than Biden's initial proposal for the payments to go to individuals earning up to 75000 and married couples earning up to 150, which would result in about 85% of people getting full payments. They say for kids under the Democratic plan, a family of four, uh, it's $1,400 per child. So they would receive $5,600. I don't like the idea of just throwing money out, uh, out there. But I think for the time being, it makes sense to provide money per, per child. It makes sense to pr- provide a stimulus and uh, we can hate it. But I think the, the, the alternative is worse. Unfortunately, a lot of this money is going to be you know, filtered away to the massive multinational corporations. But suffice it to say, We are now seeing the erosion of the promises from the Democrats, and it's getting worse every day. You can blame the Republicans. That's probably what they're there for. All Republicans do is play bad cop while Democrats play good cop. And then people who don't like the Democrats' emotional proposals side with Republicans who don't actually argue for them in any capacity anyway. We can see here this link in the Washington Post. Mitt Romney unveils plan to provide 3000 per child, giving bipartisan support to President Biden's effort. They say, when could it go out? The timing on that effort remains unclear. It might not even actually happen. OK, you get the point. I wanted to make sure you understood what was going out the stimulus. And I wanted to resist any kind of temptation to play stupid culture war games over why they don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I already did a couple segments talking about AOC. And I'm getting tired of it. 
I got to be to be completely honest. I'm, I'm frustrated by it. We saw this tremendous unity with the GameStop rebellion. You know, recently Media Matters ran this uh, smear piece against right wingers, they say, about uh, people who are outraged over AOC. They included a segment from me where it said Tim Pool, an opportunistic podcaster, you know, criticized AOC from distracting from the real issues like the GameStop revolution. And I'm like, uh, 8.5 million people on this on this on this Reddit you know platform, and they're all cheering for the destruction of these hedge funds and the little guy fighting back. Yeah, it's way more important than AOC talking about how before the Capitol was even breached, she was scared of a cop. Sorry, that's just the case. But the funny thing is, the video clip they used of me was me criticizing Donald Trump, saying that his rhetoric brought much of this on himself, and me praising the social media savvy of AOC, the tribal desperation. Because so many media outlets have been built upon this. Listen, I can sit here and try and strangle out some Marjorie Taylor Greene nonsense like they're all doing. But I just don't care. I don't think you care either. So what? The lady said really dumb things. She apologized for them. She said she was wrong. Whatever. She's a freshman congresswoman. The only reason I'm talking about it now is because once again, the media cycle is being dominated. Frank Luntz was right. And he was smack talking me for no reason. And I was, I don't even know why he was mad at me, but he's right. We should be talking about these stimulus checks and what we need to get the economy back in order and help people live their lives. We need to get back to the positivity. You know, the other night on the IRL podcast, I was talking about the negativity mind virus that's infecting everybody. They just want to hate everything and everyone. But I, I can understand if you want to criticize and be, and be upset with someone or something. But too much of this is tribal nonsense. Marjorie Taylor Greene will not affect your day to day life. She's one freshman congresswoman who said really dumb things, really offensive things and dangerous things. Don't get me wrong. And she's apologized for them. Yet here we go. 15 minutes ago, Biden and Trump impeachment. Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, a day that will a day that a wild day that defined the Republican Party. You know what, man? CNN, you say today, all these outlets. It's trash. Now, look, don't get me wrong. Some of these outlets are absolutely covering the stimulus checks and that stuff. Why are the Democrats pushing us, pushing us in this direction? It's tribal rage. When I try to say things like we're being distracted from the real issues, media matters. The, the left wing outlet that hates right wingers smears me for criticizing AOC for distracting everybody. I stand by my statement. We could be talking about the stimulus checks the American people need, how the how the Democrats Said it was going to be 2000, but now they're saying it's supplemental to the previous. Criticize them or not, there's, there's an argument on either side. Instead of talking about what's going to help Americans live their lives and function, the media is dominated by a desperate attempt to just attack each other and rip at each other's throats. Which brings me to some actual silly drama, because I, I, I feel like I've gotten to the point on the stimulus package and de- Democrats were promising that, you know, they were going to be giving you 2000 vote for them. Now we have this from Fortune, why $1,400 stimulus checks could do more harm than good. Now maybe you won't even get anything. I I understand the complaints, though. Like I said, mass printing of money is really, really dangerous for us. But I'm not an economic, uh, I'm not an economist. And all I can really see right now is that we're facing a collapse of our economy in general, unless people can can do something. That being said, we've got to do something about this absolute insanity. And I bring you now to the conflict between Ted Cruz and Carrie Elwes. I like Carrie Elwes. He was in Princess Bride, a classic legend of a movie. And he was in, uh, I believe, Robin Hood Men in Tights. And he was in Saw. And he was a bunch of other things. What other movie? He was in some other movie, too. I can't remember which, what he was in. But he's in a bunch of things. I think he's rad. 
Ted Cruz. You know, I got my concerns and complaints with him, but I think he's an all right guy. And now something really strange happened that I think shows us we need to do something. We need to stop this. Cruz and Princess Bride star, Princess Bride star locked in duel over politics and entertainment. Let me show you the story because it is important. Senator, uh, they say Senator Ted Cruz is again clashing with one of the stars of his favorite movie, The Princess Bride, over an interview the Texas Republican did with the Daily Wire. Actor Carrie Elwes attacked Cruz for saying that uh, in the interview that the movie industry always makes rabid environmentalists the bad guys. Quote, how does it feel to know that not only the entire cast and crew of your favorite movie, The Princess Bride, but almost the whole entertainment industry have nothing but rabid contempt for you? Inconceivable? I think not, you miserable R.O.U.S. R.O.U.S. is from Princess Bride. Most of you probably know this. It means rodent of unusual size. So Ted Cruz brings up a really interesting point about these movies. He, I think he, I, don't, I don't know which movies he references. Um, I don't think Thanos is necessarily an environmentalist. Uh, Thanos, which is referenced by Ted Cruz, let's talk Marvel, believed that there were too many people straining too many resources in the universe, and that by culling half the universal population, people would thrive. It didn't work. He was wrong. You also had Kingsman, where Samuel L. Jackson played a man who felt that global warming was the result of the planet developing a fever to rid itself of this virus, so that by culling humans, the species would survive. That's the point that Ted Cruz made. It is interesting that they make environmentalists the bad guy. I consider myself to very much be an environmentalist, and I have asked these very real and serious questions, particularly of Alex Jones on the RL podcast, when we talk about the Great Reset and the need to get people off this consumer economy and, and to maybe not want to own everything and just enjoy life. Get out in the woods, chop some lumber, do some hard work, wipe the sweat off your brow. Real world living. I think it's a good thing being responsible for your own survival and not just ram- rapidly consuming things. So when I talked about that, I said I got a lot of problems with the international authoritarianism and the manipulation and the weird racism. But I asked that question. There's still that point to be made. And Alex said he agreed. You know, he's asked that he's asked himself this question about what if they're right? What if we are facing this, this real crisis? And the problem is, do we sacrifice our freedom our individuality, because someone is just telling us the world is ending. And I don't think I don't think the answer is yes. I think the answer is no. But I digress. Carrie Elwes, uh, uh, Ted Cruz fired back. Cruz has not been shy about his love for the Princess Bride after uh, often reciting scenes from memory. He responded to Elwes with a signed picture of the star asking, does this mean you want your picture back? I saw this. This broke my heart, man. It's a picture of Carrie Elwes in his costume as the Dread Pirate Roberts from the movie. This is a this movie I think came out the year I was born. I don't know, maybe not. And it says to Senator Cruz. And then I don't know what it says here. Like, I don't know, much love or something, something. It says Carrie Elwes. But uh, he signed this to Senator Cruz. He signed a picture of him in costume to, to Cruz because Cruz loves the movie. Now he's, ro- he's attacking him and roasting him. Dude, when did things get so bad in this country that you get Seth Rogen just randomly calling people stupid. No joke. Jonathan Kay, I, I, he's, he's with Quillette magazine. He might be a writer. I'm not sure his official position. And he tweeted some joke about using dog shampoo and not realizing it. And he went to the store and only realized it was dog shampoo when he was buying it. And it said pet shampoo. And he's like, I should have looked at the bottle when I was taking a shower. It was self-deprecating humor. He was targeting no one. And he was just being silly. And Seth Rogen responded to him with, you're stupid. And then Jonathan Kay was like, okay, I was just making a joke. I don't understand why you're being mean. And then he was like, I'm just calling you stupid. And it's like, why? Why Why do these people just, are they so full of hatred? I don't, like, I don't hate Seth Rogen. I think Seth Rogen's 
well, I used to think he was awesome. I love his movies. This is the end is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. It, it, I, I could not stop laughing. It's just incredible. I've I, there's like there's a couple Seth Rogen movies I probably think are bad. Like like what what's that what's that movie about all the food is alive or whatever? I actually maybe not bad is popcorn flick. Why 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 can't I just enjoy the content? I know that Chris Evans is like a very you know politically insufferable individual. I'm not trying to be mean, but I find him to be so. But I'm a huge fan of the Marvel movies, and I think he did a fantastic job as Captain America. And I I I, I thought the movies were great. I understand that, you know, you, you don't you don't you, you don't want to idolize people. You don't want to assume they're above and beyond or anything. But when you look at someone like Carrie Elwes, this right here was the heartbreaking moment where you can see there was a point where Carrie probably didn't agree with Ted Cruz, but he was willing to sign that picture for him and say, you know, because I know you're a fan because we still treated each other like people. Now we're at this point where it's just this this viral rage mentality where everyone hates each other and just wants to generate more hate and insults. And I can't stand it. And I don't want to I don't want to play that game. And I never have. I've been critical of people because I want to be critical of them. I can call AOC a liar, but I'm not going to insult her face or whatever, like so many people do. I'm not going to call her stupid. In fact, I don't think she is. I think she's incredibly talented. And that's part of the manipulation. I try I want to try better. Maybe I'm not perfect to be very critical of those I think do bad things while not insulting them and trying to open a door for some kind of peaceful dialogue. But I feel like it's broken and I don't know how we get back from this. The, the, the news is more interested in making the narrative about Trumpism and Donald Trump and how Trump supporters are evil terrorists and how we need these, these national security laws. Marjorie Taylor Greene should be purged. Oh, yeah. Well, then we say Ilhan Omar should be purged. I'm like, don't remove either of them. People voted for them. OK, I, I just think it's it's it's. It's just so awful where we're at right now, man. I just can't stand it. This, I, I no joke, this Princess Bride thing, I was like, dude, I love the Princess Bride. I think, you know, we probably look back on it thinking it's a better movie than it really is. It's a good movie with memorable lines. It's, you know, some, you could criticize some issues, but all around, we love the Princess Bride. Why is Carrie Elwes coming out just spewing this vial at a man he once gave a signed photo to. When did that break happen where we can't just be like, I disagree with you. People have become rabid and rage filled. I'm not saying this because I'm trying to be mean to Carrie Elwes. I still like the movies he's in and I look forward to seeing more, I suppose. Why can't we just be like, I don't like what you have to say and I think what you do is bad, but you know, let's try our best to live together. The media is desperate. I imagine that if I did a whole segment screeching about Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene and what was going on today, I'd probably get way more views. I know I talked about Marjorie Taylor Greene yesterday because I was criticizing the media over their obsession with Trumpism, pointing out that she's a freshman congresswoman. It's not the end of the world. Frank Luntz hit the nail on the head. I was putting together this, this segment. I want to talk about the stimulus checks and what Americans really need. I like talking about, you know, as often as I can, things that I think are very, very important and are having an impact on this, on, on this country and our lives. But maybe life has just become too good. You know, maybe maybe that's the reality here, that we've just got everything we need. We're gluttonous and overweight. We have all this food. We have little to worry about in terms of survival. So now we just find something to be upset about because there's no balance, right? I'm reminded of The Matrix, where I'm assuming most of you have seen it, where Agent Smith is talking to Morpheus, Lawrence Fishburne's character, and he says, initially... I think he was talking to Lawrence Fishburne's character that initially they tried giving humans paradise, but humans rejected it. 
So they had they had to introduce negativity so that people could accept this reality. And I'm wondering if that is, you know, the Wachowskis wrote this movie, probably recognizing something in the world like this. I'm wondering if that's true. Yin yang, a balance that you can't have the good without the bad. And when we've lived too well for too long, people need something to be mad at. Otherwise, they feel purposeless. So Carrie Elwes, once a nice fellow who signed a picture for a senator, now is roasting him saying everyone hates you. And then Ted Cruz says, do you want your picture back? It's kind of a funny response, but it just breaks my heart that we're at that point. I was really inspired when I saw Chris Evans meet with some Republicans and smile and film interviews trying to get to know him. But I think I think too many people are all about the reality TV style drama. It's why vlogs work. It's why The Apprentice work. It's what works. It's why Donald Trump generated so much attention. It's why AOC does as well. Because instead of saying like, hey, guys, I want to make sure you have food to eat. People are like, yo, I don't need the money to eat. I want to be mad. Like that comic. You ever see it where someone says, I'm mad. And then the person goes, here's a solution. And then they burn it. I don't want a solution. I want to be mad. Is that it? Because if that's the case, I don't need to be in this. You know what I mean? It's been this way for a long time. And maybe I'm just too naive. Maybe maybe I'm just too naive because I've recognized an aspect of this for a long time. That that solution comic. Growing up, I've always been an, an analytical individual. I built computers. I'd solve puzzles. And I'd always try to offer up solutions to people. But people never wanted them. And maybe that's the truth here. Carey always probably doesn't really actually doesn't actually care about Ted Cruz. Maybe he just wants to be mad. Maybe AOC just wants to be mad. Maybe the Democratic voters just want to be mad. Maybe many Republicans just want to be mad. Maybe that's all people want. And then maybe there's some middle of the road solution minded individuals confused as to why people just want to be mad. Listen, I get mad at things. I'm clearly mad at this. I complain on the Internet very often. But I will say I take an act. I make very active attempts not to just rag on people. I've done a few videos in the past, you know, maybe a year, two years ago, three years ago, where I was like pointing out people and and ragging on their tweets and stuff like that. And I figured I don't want to do that anymore. Making videos just about people who are doing normal people things. When AOC came out and told that story about the Capitol police officer. I ignored it saying, I'm not going to play this. She's allowed to be scared. I don't care to bother her. Right now we have conservatives roasting Jen Psaki because she says circle back all the time. And I just don't care. You know, look, if they didn't have a press secretary, you wouldn't talk about it. If Jen Psaki comes out and lies, then I'll criticize her for lying. But if she's just, you know, doing a tepid job, whatever, man, I, I, I don't see why I should I should make that news. I guess people just want to be mad at each other. That's really it. I want to focus on solutions and ideas. And maybe that's what's going to have to happen more often. Maybe I'll, I'll you know, stay away from, I'm, I'm probably going to do this. I just don't care anymore. I don't care to rile you up, talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene or Ilhan Omar. I'm just sick of it. I understand the criticisms. I, I, I want to make sure people are getting information that's pertinent to them. But at a certain point, I have to say, yo, if you want this stuff, you're probably not going to get it from me because it's not healthy. It's not solving anything for you. What's solving things for you is letting you know what's going on with these stimulus checks, letting you know that you might not get it. And that's not fair. Letting you know to call your congressman, let them know you should get this and to put pressure on Joe Biden because he promised these $2,000 checks. And I want to reach out to the Gravel Institute and say, hey, I disagree with you on a bunch of things. But, yo, we agree on this. Can we can we do something to get this to help people? Let's not make it about tribal politics and make it more about what we can do to actually help people. People need health care. I want people to have health care. I don't know if universal health care works, but we got to solve that problem, right? So, you know, what I'd rather talk about ideas, philosophy. And if we're not going to get it from our from our politicians and from our leaders, and and, and and we could have, 
then maybe it's, it's, it's incumbent upon us now to change the subject. And you know what? Maybe in the long run, I'll realize people don't care all that much about that. Well, so be it. Let me show you, throw you this. At the very least, I can tell you, we did an hour long discussion about Netflix claiming proof of life after death, exorcisms, talking God. And that's the kind of content I want to make. That's the kind that, that that's why we're doing Timcast.com, because we're not just going to be like culture war, culture war, person bad, snap back, clap back. I try to criticize these politicians and I try to talk culture war stuff, but I try to make it as delicate as possible to at least keep some doors open. But when I get mad, I get mad and, and I've insulted people. I will try better. I often say, well, maybe I'm not good enough. The point is, at least I'll say it now and try and reflect as much as possible on my own contributions to this nonsensical culture war and try and do better in the future. My friends, you need a stimulus check. They need to put some money in your bank account because the economy was destroyed. They shouldn't have destroyed the economy in the first place that I get. But at least for now, we can make sure y'all don't get kicked out of your homes and you have food to eat. That's the best I can do for now. And I wish CNN and the media would just stop it. But it's the ratings, man. It's like I said, maybe we've lived too well for too long. I'll leave it there. Next segment will be tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast IRL for our conversational podcast show which should be interesting. And we'll, we'll talk about a lot of stuff. I did a very, very harsh uh, critique on AOC, you know, at, at 1 p.m. For those listening on the podcast, you'll hear it in a second. Because I believe she lied. Because I believe she is the worst of those addicted to the culture war and how it can benefit her and rile the tribes up. I want to stop getting people riled up. I want, I want people to stop saying the worst of the worst about the other people. And I want to try this. You, want, you might not want to do this. By all means, give me a downvote or insult me. Can you name one good thing about the left, leftists and progressives, and one good thing about the right? And can we start from there to figure out how we solve these problems? I was so incredibly inspired by Wall Street bets and how they came for the establishment elites finally seeing that unity. And I don't want it to break. So I don't want to play that stupid game. And, and, and I don't like doing it in the first place. I see these people mock leftists who get censored. And they're like, see, we told you so. And I'm like, yo, I, the best way to put it is to tell them, welcome to the fight. It's unfortunate you are wrong. Oh, no, who could have seen this coming? But I'm here for you, same as I'm here for everybody else. Please help me in stopping the censorship. It's the best I can do. I'm not perfect. By all means, the left will still rag on me all day and night, but so be it. I'm allowed to have my opinions, and I'll try and be better than those who want to drag us down to the muck and the mire. If you don't like me, if you want to get that culture war stuff, you can find it, but uh, I'm going to try and do better. I'll leave it there. Uh, Check out the show at 8 p.m., and uh, TimCast.com, become a member for more meaningful conversations, uncensored conversations, and sometimes offensive conversations, and a lot of swearing. Thanks for hanging out. I'll see you tonight at 8. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez definitively lied about what happened to her on January 6th, and I can prove it. So that's why I will say right now, as a statement of fact, Ocasio-Cortez lied about what happened on January 6th. Again, this is not my opinion. I am asserting this as a statement of fact, fully exposing myself to any libel and uh, defamation should it come about. But I know what I'm saying is true because I have evidence of this. I also have some conjecture and some personal opinions. But I can definitively show you that AOC is putting out lies. Now, I did a segment on this earlier this morning. You may have seen it. And I didn't have all the details. In fact, I kind of got thrown off base by a journalist that I trusted and was, in fact, wrong. Earlier this morning, I tweeted that AOC had at least exaggerated her claims because in a video of the evacuation of the Cannon office building in D.C., where her office is, people are calm. 
Well, a journalist reached out to me and said that was the bomb evacuation, not the riot evacuation. And I went, oh, so they evacuated twice. They evacuated the Cannon Building. That would make sense. AOC must have been in the joint session of Congress, right? On January 6th to, to count the votes, in which case she would have then left. So here's what I did. I deleted the thread. Now, the thread was still right, but it was important for me to take it down and then go through the context and the timeline of what really occurred to discover that AOC has definitively lied. And what I think she's done, AOC is using hindsight. She's using knowledge she has gained after the fact to spin a false narrative about what really happened on January 6th to trigger and manipulate our emotions. Again, I'll prove this. Well, I'll show you that her story makes no sense at the very least, and I will expose at least one very important lie that she said. The main issue that I discovered going through the timeline is that in her own video on Instagram, AOC says the not, uh, let, let me slow down for a second. First, forgive me if you just don't care. Sorry, I, I've been trying, I've been racking my brain about this timeline because things don't add up and I have to do a segment on it. I have to, I have to expose this. And uh, for those that aren't familiar with the story, AOC claims that a cop banged on her door, was yelling, where is she? And she didn't know it was a cop and she thought she was going to die. She said that we were evacuated because people were trying to infiltrate the building, a complete fabrication. And what she's done is that now that we're well past January 6th and everyone, almost everyone condemned the storming of the Capitol. She has used that fear of people, that anger that we have of people breaking into the Capitol, calling for blood or whatever. And she's focusing it on herself with a fabricated story. First and foremost, AOC was not in the Capitol building. The Capitol building is what was actually raided. Snopes came to her defense saying it's false to claim she exaggerated. Actually, I can disprove this. They do say what's true. Ocasio-Cortez wasn't in the main Capitol building where the House and Senate chambers are located. What's false? When the attack on the Capitol began, Ocasio-Cortez was in her congressional office. Not true, which is located in a network of office buildings immediately surrounding the Capitol. And her office building was one of the two buildings which were evacuated. OK, OK, hold on. They say when the attack on the Capitol began. All right. Well, that's an opinion statement. We don't know exactly what constitutes an attack on the Capitol. Because around the time AOC claims this story was happening, the only thing that had happened was that the crowd of individuals had walked past the first barricade. That's it. This wasn't a fight with the police. This wasn't pepper spraying and batons. It was literally people pushing on barricades and the police opened up the barricades and they walked past. It was the outermost perimeter. I do not believe it's fair to call that an attack. I could be wrong, however. I believe the New York Times does show that there were clashes. So, okay, maybe, maybe. Let me slow down. I am going to give them as much leeway as possible as I disprove what AOC says and definitively prove she lied, okay? So let's just say this. You know what, Snopes? Fine. Call it an attack on the Capitol. Say the whole day was. Fine. AOC wasn't in the Capitol building. No one breached the Capitol building at the time of AOC's story. Now, I want to tell you why this is important. In a story from Vox, quote, I thought I was going to die. AOC's harrowing account of the Capitol Hill attack. Her live post on Instagram shows why we can't just move on. And here's a quote. In those few seconds, she contemplated death. Quote, I felt that if this was the journey my life was taking, I felt that things were going to be OK and that I had fulfilled my purpose, she said, apologizing to the viewers for the tears that had welled up. My God, 
the sociopathy, the sheer psychopathic behavior of this woman. I'm, I'm shocked. My friends, the other day I talked about how I didn't care about her story. And I didn't care about her drama. And I respected that she was scared. Now I know she's lying definitively. And it was actually quite simple. All you had to do was watch the video to understand why she was lying. Now, here's what they say. At 1 p.m. on January 6th, Ocasio-Cortez remembers trying to decide what she wanted to eat for lunch. All of a sudden, she started hearing a series of loud bangs in the doors leading into her office. She runs over to an aide she refers to as G, her legislative director, Geraldo Banilla Chavez, who tells her to run and hide. She takes shelter behind the bathroom door just before the pro-Trump attackers break into her office and make it clear they were coming for her. The pro-Trump attackers? I just hear these yells of where is she? Where is she? This is the moment she thought this is the moment where I thought everything was over. I thought I was going to die. Soon afterwards, said Vanilla Chavez told her to come out. A Capitol police officer was in the office to secure it, but said something about the officer seemed off to her. He had no partner, hadn't identified himself. He yelled at her and didn't give them a specific location to take shelter. He was looking at me with tremendous amounts of anger and hostility. Things weren't adding up. I didn't know if he was there to help us or hurt us. Here's the important point. As I as I stressed to all of you, she says this happened at 1 p.m. The breaching of the outermost barricade took place at 12.53 p.m. So let's go through the facts. At 12.53, rioters violently overwhelmed the police and breached the Capitol's outermost barricade. Okay, so let me walk back my previous statement. According to the New York Times, they violently overwhelmed the police and breached the outermost barricade. They break through three more barriers, forcing officers back to the Capitol steps where they now face off. At 1258, Capitol Police and riot gear are seen arriving to reinforce the line of officers on the Capitol steps. At 1.03 p.m., Nancy Pelosi begins the joint session of Congress, where both chambers meet to certify the presidential vote. And there you have it, my friends. Oh, and I'm not done. There's a lot more. But AOC is claiming that she thought a pro-Trump mob broke through her door. She said, I thought they got in. I was thinking they got inside. She actually says this. Now, I got a bunch of tweets. Let me make sure I get the absolute, uh, the actual right one. Let me pull up my Twitter account and I'll show you where she says she thought they got inside, even though this uh, no one had even breached the building. All right. So there we go. There we go. Here's the tweet. I said at 1:01 p.m. in a building without security barricades and 11 minutes before Trump finished speaking. AOC says she heard banging on her door and thought it was them getting inside. But this is an hour before anyone breached the Capitol building. Not only was she not in the building, the story she told happened an hour and 10 minutes before anyone breached the Capitol doors. Now, according to so this journalist who messaged me early this morning, I recorded a whole segment on this. I ended up deleting it and then recording something different because I thought I was wrong. We talked and he said he told me, so I'll trust him on this one. The Cannon building where AOC works was not secured. It was not barricaded. No one thought. OK, so that, that was his statement. Now, my understanding of what happened, nobody thought breaching the Capitol was possible. There was not even security prepared to handle it. They sent out barric- they had barricades. They had police. They had riot cops to stop the people from getting through. But no one, not I or anybody else, expected people to breach through the doors, except maybe the people who brought the crowbars. What made AOC think? That the people, the person knocking on her door was a pro-Trump group that had gotten inside before anyone had knew it, known it was possible they would actually breach the Capitol building. And she wasn't even in the Capitol building. She lied. Here's what's happening. It has now been a month 
We all have fresh in our minds that people breached the Capitol. She is she is preying upon your assumptions. So when she says this happened, you assume the riotous mob was storming through the Capitol building and she was there saying, no, no, they've come for me. Her story took place at 1 p.m. She is lying about what happened. There's no way she thought the pro-Trump came for her. Her story is just not true. There's a lot to go through. I mentioned that ridiculous statement she made about, I have fulfilled my purpose. This is the emotional manipulation. I have the full video for you that I downloaded from her Instagram, and I've listened to it. She actually calls out the timestamps herself personally, saying it was now about 1.01 p.m., she told she told us the time. I don't know if AOC is, you know, she 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 she's just crazy or what. I don't know why she told us what time this all went down, but it disproves her own story. So so let me show you this. I have this Twitter thread from Carlos Hernandez. He's a food reporter. He made a Twitter thread of AOC's story. He mentions, she says, AOC says at 101 p.m. All of a sudden she hears boom, boom, boom. Uh, and then she hears a huge violent bangs on her door. She says she was told to hide, hide, run and hide. Why? Why was AOC told to run and hide when no one had gotten anywhere near breaching any of the buildings? Trump was still giving his speech. According to the New York Times, at 1.12, Trump ends his rally speech. So what kind of paranoid, delusional state are these people in when they hear a knock on their door? Sure, fine. A bang, bang, bang over and over again. And they assumed a mob of Trump supporters had broken in and were coming to kill them. And AOC says, well, at least I thought to myself, I had fulfilled my purpose. Trump was still speaking. The, the, the crowd, the, 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 the large crowd was still at the ellipse. Now, mind you, I know people had breached the barricades of the Capitol building. AOC claimed to Jack Posobiec that people were trying to breach other buildings as well. That's so. So what is she trying to claim with this? That the people who were breaching the barricades were trying to get in to her unsecured, her insecure, you know, not not uh, her building with no barricades. Perhaps, but it wasn't a riotous mob if that was the case, because it never happened. So what? Someone walked up and said, can I come in? And they said, no, they are public buildings. You can just walk in. You go through a metal detector. That that that's enough for me to, to say, I believe that she's that she's lying. But let's move on. And I'll show you a couple more things. So I said at 101 p.m., you know, AOC says this. I, I made this point. I have this tweet. AOC was evacuated from her office around the time the Capitol building outermost security perimeter was breached, but an hour and 10 minutes before the Capitol building itself was breached. Trump was still speaking. It seems likely that this evacuation was due to the bomb scare. But AOC said she thought to herself they got in. But this was literally right as people got past the outermost barricade and no one was near the doors. Not only that, but the cannon building had no barricades. I then, of course, showed you, you know, the tweet about, you know, her saying they, they got in. So let me let, let me show you a few more things. For one, AOC, uh, let me let me see if I have the tweet from AOC. Here we go. AOC responds to Jack Posobiec. Jack Posobiec says AOC wasn't in the Capitol building during her near death experience. She calls this right wing manipulation and then says this. People were trying to rush and infiltrate our office buildings. That's why we had to get evacuated in the first place. That's not true. Uh, based on my understanding, and I will say this as a statement of fact, that is not true. Um, I have done the groundwork and the research, and to the best of my understanding, they were evacuated due to a bomb threat. I had another journalist send me the confirmation. The Cannon building was evacuated due to a bomb threat. 
And I believe I have the post here. Mike DeBonis says Capitol Police have have ordered evacuations of two Capitol campus buildings, LOC Madison Building and Cannon House Office Building, both just across Independence Avenue from Capitol Hill due to police activity. This occupant should remain calm and move in a safe manner to the exits. If nearby, take uh, annunciators on the way out. Close door behind you, but do not lock. Proceed immediately to your designated assembly area and check in with your OEC. This this tweet went out at 1.26 p.m., about 26 minutes after AOC says the cop knocked on her door. Now, the reason why I believe it's fair to say this is absolutely not true and she's lying is that the joint session of Congress did not end until 2.30, a full hour and a half later. So you'd need to convince me that the crowd breached the barricades at 1253. They then rushed to evacuate the Cannon building, sending people to the building across the street, which is also not secured. But Congress, the actual target of the riot, was not evacuated at all. OK, suppose it's fair to say that because there were no barricades at the Cannon building, they decided to evacuate people. But that's just not true. Why? Well, as I showed you, that went out at 126, but at 153, Mike DeBonis, okay, Mike DeBonis is, he covers Congress for the Washington Post, tweeted on January 6th, update, all clear given for Cannon. All clear, the evacuation of the Cannon has been cleared, and any associated road closures will clear momentarily. Re-entry is authorized. The purpose of the evacuation was that they found pipe bombs. The breaching of the Capitol doors was not until 210. That means as the rioters were expanding and pushing forward and gaining more ground on the Capitol steps, they ended the evacuation. AOC is lying. That's not what happened. No one even got in the building at the time of her story. She's making the whole thing up. And I showed this video before at 1.30 when AOC is claiming she feared for her life. The people in the Cannon building were calmly walking around, minding their own business. And I pointed this out in the other video. Here's a dude scratching his head with his dog. I'm sorry if I'm rehashing a bit of what I talked about in the previous video, but this is a major update. I had no choice but to do it. My initial reaction was AOC was embellishing. Maybe she was scared and it was respectable. I then said, I don't care about the drama between her, Mike Tracy, or anybody else, or Jack Posobiec. And then because people started telling me that I was wrong, and my opinions were wrong, and I had a journalist reach out to me saying, your timeline is wrong, I posted this on Twitter and said, how is AOC scared when people are just milling about calm? And this journalist said, no, you're incorrect. This was the bomb scare evacuation, not the riot. And I went, oh, AOC must have been in the joint session. So when they evacuated the joint session around 2.30, her story must have taken place at that time. It's all my fault, to be completely honest. I should have just actually pulled up AOC's story and mapped out the timeline. Upon further research, I realized she made the whole thing. Okay, hold on. Let me slow down. She fabricated key portions of this story. She is using hindsight. Now that we know what happened, we know the Capitol was stormed to make it seem like her irrational behavior was related to knowing Trump supporters were storming the halls. I mean, look at what what Vox even says. They say when just before the pro-Trump attackers break into her office, there were never pro-Trump attackers in her building ever. They certainly were no pro-Trump attackers in any of the buildings at 1 p.m. This is an outright manipulation by the media running defense for AOC and pushing the lies and the narrative and the fake narrative that she is weaving. 
She wasn't in the Capitol. No one stormed the Cannon Building, and it wasn't evacuated due to riots. She made the whole thing up. That's why we had to get evacuated in the first place. The attempts of attackers and publicly available communications show how they tried to gain access and share location info on finding members for physical harm. AOC, how did you know about their their publicly available communications at the time it was all going down? If we knew they were publicly stating they were going to find you and they were looking for you and they had a plan, then perhaps they could have prevented this. But the police said there was no indication, so they didn't ramp up security. D.C., the D- Mayor, Bu- Mayor Muriel Bowser didn't want a heavy militarized presence. You can criticize the Capitol Police for being unprepared, but no, we had no idea. She says it's very damning and revealing the GOP is now digging both heels in a discrediting campaign. It's because they know they are implicated, so they are pivoting to, again, the classic abuse playbook of it's not as bad as they say. It was that bad. It's actually worse. No, it wasn't. On the day that us all went down, on the day, at one, around one o'clock, when I got word that protesters had pushed through the barricade and were fighting with cops, I was shocked, absolutely shocked. Just that morning, I said, nothing will happen. Firmly believed it. Didn't believe anything would happen. When they got past the barricades, I was shocked. At 2.20 or so, I tweeted, my God, they have breached the building or they have now breached the building, my God. And then following that, a few minutes later, I said, they're in the, 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 I was like, oh my God, they're in the chamber. I did not believe it was going to happen. And I've been tracking this and I've been accused of pushing, you know, civil war conspiracies. I've warned about the escalation of violence and even I did not think it was possible. Why would AOC think it was happening? Why would she say they were evacuated due to the riot? Because right now, the only thing we remember for the most part is the narrative of the riot, of the storming of the Capitol, not the the bomb scare, not the calm and boring evacuation, where look at this guy, Tom Fitzgerald, even shows that they evacuated Cannon into the Longworth House office building. He revealed their location and people are just standing around. Why? The evacuation was due to a pipe bomb. They likely wanted to check to make sure the pipe bomb uh, could be removed securely, and they don't need people locking doors and running away. If this was a breaching of the Capitol, maybe they would have wanted them to lock the doors. But the reason they said, everyone get out, there might be a bomb. They checked, they cleared it. You can all come back at 153. What happened between 1253 and 153? The rioters breached the first barricade and then stormed their way up the stairs. So while the riots were getting closer to breaching the building, they were telling people to go back to the Cannon House office building. Where was AOC? AOC says she hid in Katie Porter's office, an office that uh, in a building that was not breached. I just hope I get to be a mom. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off because I ignored the story. I'm pissed off because I said, I don't care if she's scared. I get it. And then I found out she wasn't even in the Capitol building. And then I found out her story took place before the riot even occurred. She lied. That's the name of the game, man. That's what she does. Jack Posobiec scratched the surface when he showed that her office building was across the street and far away from the Capitol. But it's much worse than that. A ton of news outlets ran stories saying that pro-Trump writers breached the building and they never did. And they had to issue retractions. It's still worse than that. I'm surprised nobody has actually broken down the timeline and called out AOC for the fact, the very simple fact, no one knew there was going to be a breaching of any of these buildings. 
No one thought it was possible at the time that Trump supporters would break into the Capitol. No one reported Trump supporters trying to break into the Cannon Building, and they never did. Considering the building didn't have security, I think if they wanted to, they would have. AOC's story makes no sense on the surface because I started thinking to myself, even if she was in the joint session of Congress, what she ran back to her office with her name on it? No, it's just a fabrication. I'm sure when the cop came to her door and banged on it, they were scared. Why did she run and hide in the bathroom? They, no one even knew what was going on. She tells this story about how she was on the phone at 1245 ordering food. So she probably didn't even hear that people got past the barricades. She probably didn't even know what was happening. I thought Trump was still speaking. I had his live stream running. He was still speaking. Yet she knew in her heart of hearts that pro-Trump supporters, you know, or rioters or whatever, were going to find a way to breach the barricade and then breach the doors an hour later. Here's the, here's the kicker. Congress remained in session. The House chamber was not evacuated until 2.40 p.m. But AOC is saying they were evacuated at one o'clock because people are trying to infiltrate the building and then allowed to go back in with no added security. Meanwhile, they were literally breaching the actual Capitol. And, and while the, get this, this is a crazy thing. The New York Times says that rioters breached the, the, the House. And check this out. The first rioters reach a rear door of the House chamber where members remain inside. There were still House members in the in, in the House at 235. Representatives begin evacuating the House chamber at 239. That means they were still in session while the House was breached. Look at this, 226. The House goes back into session, even with the mob in the building. And AOC lied definitively. Statement of fact, she lied. You know what? If you're somebody who doesn't care all that much about this, uh, I'll tell you this now. I cover the stories that I think are important. And I read the news all day, every day, and I choose the things that I think matter the most. And a lot of people don't think this matters because she's doing it on purpose to get press attention. Well, this one was a pure passion segment where I needed to correct the record on my previous, uh, previous segment. And I needed to call out the absolute lie that AOC is putting forth about all of this. I'm going to say it one more time for you all to hear and forgive me, but I just have to keep, I have to get it out. At 1 p.m., no one knew the Capitol building would be breached. No one expected it to be. There was no evacuation due to this. AOC was evacuated due to a bomb scare, which is legitimate. If she was scared because someone said there may be a bomb in the building, I can respect that, and I'm sorry that happened to her. But she's telling us she thought she was going to die because she thought, quote, they got inside. Why did she think that? The truth is, she didn't. There's no way she did unless she's a parent, unless she's a psychic, I guess. There's no way she thought, oh, no, they got inside. It makes no sense. They weren't trying to. There was no indication they were going to. Whatever. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, all those who did, and I'll see you all at 4.